Hey guys, it's Faith. Welcome back to the podcast. Very excited to be here. I have a big, juicy episode for you today. I had my team pull one of the question and answer calls that we do every week inside the Becoming Boss Mastermind, and you guys are going to get the replay from that. I go live every single Thursday in the Mastermind, and I look at all of the questions everybody submitted, and I answer them on camera. There's always a really amazing range of questions. You'll see in this episode, there's everything from business model, strategy questions, marketing questions, how to manage my business and life. No matter what's going on, when you're in the mastermind, you can always put a question in there and I can help you. I just think back about when I was starting my business before I could afford the high-end mastermind that I'm in and the one-on-one coach that I have now and all of the amazing resources that I have now, I didn't have anybody to ask questions to. And I just think about if I had had a resource like this, how much faster would my business have grown? How much uh, heartache and grief would I have shared? I remember going through really tough times just in life and business. I didn't have any entrepreneur friends. And just remember thinking like, I don't even know what to do here. Like, this is hard. No one understands and feeling very isolated. And that's a huge reason that I wanted to make the masterminds. You guys don't have to build your business that way. You don't have to struggle and be confused and try to figure everything out on your own. I remember taking all of these different courses and like just not really understanding how to piece it together. So I would take a course about podcasting and I would take a course about making courses, but I didn't understand how to make an overall profitable business and I didn't understand how to make a plan and execute it. And I didn't understand how to make a revenue plan or how to do revenue projections or how to evaluate my business model. Like I had all these little pieces, but I didn't understand the overall picture. And I think the strength of the mastermind and what we really try to do in the mastermind is we get you to think like a boss so you understand why you're doing the actions you're doing and how they go into your bigger strategy. And to me, as a mentor and a coach, that's the most important thing I can teach you guys. Because if you don't understand how to look at your strategy or how to look at your business overall as a whole, you're not going to be able to see where the leverage points are. You're not going to be able to see like, okay, we really need to focus on this or this isn't actually making us money, but these things are. And it's going to be difficult to scale, it's going to be frustrating, and it's going to be hard. If you're thinking about joining the mastermind, you should definitely get on the wait list. I have been doing this new thing (laughs) where I send everybody on the wait list for the mastermind really amazing resources because I feel bad that the mastermind is closed all the time because I know there's people in the community that need help and want help and want in and want to join and are waiting. And I'm like, don't worry, the mastermind is closed, but I'm going to take care of you. So last week, they all got the replay from the 100 Air Retreat, which was a workshop that I taught that's usually only available in the mastermind, but I gave them access to it for four days last week. And in the workshop, I teach you how to make a $97 product and sell five of them. They're getting replays from other workshops, other coaching calls. They're getting sneak peeks at modules. And so if you're waiting for those doors to open, get on that wait list. We'll put the link in the show notes. And everybody on the wait list is getting goodies from me all month long until we open the doors in January. You don't have to wait to start getting the results. I want to help you now. I don't want you to wait until January. So that being said, I hope that you will use the information that I share in this Q&A and that it helps you and you get some momentum, get on the wait list, use those workshops, use the resources you have available to you. And I will see a bunch of you guys in January. We have some amazing new things coming to the mastermind that I've been working on and I can't wait to tell you about. We're going to be doing my free yearly business planning event. So we'll have details for that very, very soon. And that's it. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Okay, let's do this. 
I can only be on the live for the first half hour. My question is, after losing an entire month due to family issues, I don't know how to pick back up and get back momentum. I feel defeated and I don't know where to start. I love this. Oh, I'm so glad you like the new vault, Taylor. I love this question so much, Mary. Thank you for asking it. This is really good. I got my marker. Are you guys ready? Some of you guys probably know what I'm going to write. <laughs> Who knows what I'm going to say about this? Um, so the first thing, Mary, you want to understand is that you, the feeling you gave me is defeated. So I'm going to try and fill in this model the best that I can based on this question. But what will be better is if you go through the self-coaching module and do this module yourself, because I'm making a lot of like guesses based on what you wrote, right? So circumstance. The circumstance that I'm thinking this is, I would have to talk to you to find out more. The circumstance has to only be facts, right? It has to only be facts and it has to be something every single person on earth would agree on. It has to be something you could prove in a court of law, okay? So lo losing an entire month due to family issues is your thought. The circumstance I'm guessing is probably like you chose not to work for 30 days to prioritize other things. <laughs> you guys see the difference when you think about it like that? Like I lost a month due to family issues versus I made the decision to prioritize my family. And you might feel like you don't have a choice and you might feel like you didn't want to do that, but you're not a slave. There's people that don't talk to their families. There's people that don't do shit for their families. There's, you did not have to do that. So it's really, really, really important that we take responsibility for the decisions that we make and the choices that we do have. Like, so it is, it might not be your favorite situation. It might not be a fair situation. I'm the first person to tell you, I think life is unfair and hard. <laughs> okay. So, but having this thought is what's creating the defeat, right? So you chose this, the facts would be chose not to work for 30 days is what I'm going to put. And I think probably because you're prioritizing family. Fine. Right. So chose not to work for 30 days. Okay. Those are the facts of what happened. You might come up with a different C line, but make sure it is factual. It is factual. If the chose thing is too triggering for you, you can just put didn't work for 30 days, right? But I think you probably made the decision to put the business on the back burner. This is why it's important that you guys really consciously make decisions, that you sit down and you choose and you say in your brain, I'm gonna put the business on the back burner and prioritize my family. A lot of times we make those decisions, but they're kind of passive in the back of our brain. And we don't really commit to them or take responsibility for them. We do them, right? A lot of times we put our business on the back burner, but we don't acknowledge that that's a decision and a choice that we made in that moment, okay? So you chose not to work on your business for 30 days, right? And then your thought is, I lost an entire month due to family issues. So this is important, right? It's important for a couple of reasons. So this situation is neutral. You get to think whatever you want about that situation. Right now you're choosing to think the thought, I lost an entire month due to family issues. And that is creating the feeling of you being defeated. You guys give me some other things that could go in the T-line. Probably some of you have done this. Some of you, I know Nicole took time off. I know Taylor has taken time off to prioritize mental health, prioritize family, right? What are different thoughts that could go in this T-line? Tell me in the chat. And then I'm going to show you guys, this is the important thing about this, right? So the circumstances are we chose not to work for 30 days. Your thought is I lost an entire month due to family issues. You feel defeated. Now, this is, this is the key to everything, okay? People think they feel defeated because of their circumstances. We think we feel negative emotion because of what's happening to us. But that's not true. The reason that you feel defeated is because of your thoughts about the circumstance. And I always use this example 
of like there'll be two people in a car accident right circumstance is car is totaled <laughs> okay two people get in the exact same car accident their car is totaled that's the circumstance and the first person is like i just can't catch a break this is the worst time of my life this stuff always happens to me i just don't understand why this is always happening to me um and feels very defeated right the second person is thinking holy shit I am so fortunate and lucky that could have been really bad. Like no one was hurt. We're all walking out of here. Like I'm going to go hug my family. Like, oh my God. Right. Just feeling like the most blessed person alive. Now the first person that's pissed off and upset thinks they're upset because of the car accident, but the car accident isn't what creates the feelings in our body. It's our thoughts about what happens to us. And don't confuse what I'm saying. I'm not saying you always want to make shitty situations positive like i don't believe in that right but you want to understand that you have a say in what things mean and how things feel to you now there's times where you might want to be pissed off that your car was totaled <laughs> and that's fine but the difference is like you understanding that that's your choice and you're like yeah i want to indulge in some real pissed offness that my car was totaled or some real disappointment that the rest of my week was messed up because my car is totaled like that's fine Right. But what people miss is they think like all of this stuff just happens to them. Right. This is how I used to live my life. I felt like a total hostage and a total victim to everything that happened in my life all of the time. And it was just peak misery. Right. Because I just felt like, well, I'm in this car accident. I just feel bad because of that. And there's nothing I can do. I'm just on this misery ride of life. <laughs> okay. So the reason you feel defeated is because you're thinking I lost an entire month due to family circumstances. Like what is a different thought you can put in there? You get to put anything you want in the T line. I'm always like, we don't control this. You don't control what happens to you. I'm the first person to tell you shitty things happen to good people all goddamn day long. <laughs> okay. Like this, we don't, we don't control what happens to us in life. We control this. Like you control how you see it. And right now you are seeing your situation in a way that's making you feel defeated. And it's like, do you want to keep that? Right. And then you would do the rest of the model where it's like, when you feel defeated, what actions do you do? Well, she's asking about getting momentum. So probably procrastinating, not working on her business, feeling heavy, feeling guilty about not working on our business. All that stuff would go in the action line. Right. And then the result you're going to create is you're going to lose another month in your business. That's the result that this model creates. Okay. This is why it's important. You guys know what, what model you're in. Cause if you stay in this thinking this and feeling defeated and doing all the actions you do when you feel defeated, you create the result of you losing another month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys get it. Yeah. I took the time I needed to rest in order to prepare and be focused for Q4. Yeah, there you go. Like I was resting. Now it's motherfucking go time, right? I'm rested. The family stuff is in order and now we're ready to go back to work right? There's lots of things you can think about this. I'm so lucky I was able to take time off from my business and now I'm ready to get back in it. Yeah, that's a great one, Arissa. My business is flexible. I get to work when I can. That's a great one, right? So you can put in the T-line anything you want. I have an option to put my business on the back burner and prioritize blank. Yeah, even that just feels more more powerful because it's getting you out of this hostage situation where you're just like, life is just shitty and I'm just on this ride. I just lost a month because of family issues, right? Like the difference between that and the energy of um, I'm choosing to put this on the back burner and prioritize these other things, right? The very different energy and they create different outcomes. Right. And working in this type of model is what creates burnout. Like we were talking about burnout last night, but I think burnout has very, very little to do with how many actions you're taking and how many hours, how many hours of which you are taking action during the day. I think it has very little to do with that. And it has to do with what kind of model are you in while you're taking the action. When you're feeling defeated and you're feeling discouraged and you're feeling bad and you're not doing the work to change those thoughts and feelings and then you're forcing yourself to do action while you feel defeated, while you feel discouraged, while you feel bad, that will create burnout. Let me know if you need anything about this. <laughs> I'm just on this misery ride of life, yeah. <laughs> needed this reminder today. I just took a couple weeks off and I've been beating myself up for it. We all go into this model, by the way, Mary. That's why I'm so glad you asked that. You were not the only one to go into this, 
Like, people do this all the time when they take time off of their business. It's totally normal. Yeah. The family stuff isn't in order, and I'm concerned I won't get back into it. My mother-in-law, who I care for, is dying, and everyone wants to be around. Yeah. Like, that is really, really hard, right? And tragic and sad and unfair. So I would make a decision, like, while you're dealing with that, do you really want to work on the business? Like, if I were coaching you, I would be really curious about, like, how much do you actually want to work on the business? Not not work on the business in ideal time. A lot of times we'll think about how we want to work on the business if our life was the way we wanted it. How your life is right now with this circumstance, right? Do you want to work on the business and how much? And then what thoughts would you need to think to be able to work those hours? And, you know, I think working in crisis and working... Um, when things are hard, like a little bit can be really useful to you guys. First of all, it gives you a break. It gives you something else to focus on, right? And then second of all, it's going to require you to manage your mind to focus on something else for a little bit, which can be really nice. Like it can, I use the business for that all the time, but it's up to you. Like some people need to step all the way out. Some people need to do a little bit. Some people need to keep working, but you need to make that decision and just be clean, yeah, I want to reach my goals and I don't like wasting money. The thought, that's a thought. Mary, you're killing me, girl. <laughs> Here. Okay. So the circumstances. I'm guessing, did you make no money last month? I'm just going to put made zero dollars. You want to remember like wasting money is a thought. It's not a fact. It's just a thought that your brain is giving you. And is what does that thought create? Like, we just want to be curious about, like, what is going on in our brain and what does that create? And I love this because this is people do this with money and time. They're like, I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste money. And it's almost never useful. That thought, like, creates a lot of, yeah, feeling defeated, feeling discouraged, feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, feeling confused, right? And then the result you end up creating with that thought is you wasting money and time, right? Do you guys see this? Because if you're, th how do you guys, tell me, I'm curious, like when you think the thought, everybody tell me in the chat, go out of your head into your body. I want you to think the thought. I don't like wasting money. How does that feel in your body? Like when you guys are thinking about that in terms of your business, like, like I don't like wasting money, I guess in general in life, like might be fine for some of you. But when you're thinking about it in the context of your business and you're thinking about like, when I'm not working, I'm wasting money. When I'm taking time to deal with family stuff, I'm wasting money. Like that kind of thought can feel very loaded and heavy and, and create, it's going to create the result of you not making money. Right? Do you guys see this? Does this make sense to you guys? Heavy shame or guilt. Yeah, how many people have felt shame and guilt about what they've spent on their business? Shame and guilt are like very unuseful emotions as far as making money, right? I'm always like, I'm always like, fine. Like you guys, I tell you guys all the time to feel, I coached Becky on it last night. I was like, yeah, I feel real sad. It's fine. <laughs> like, right? I'm like, you won't be sad forever. Like go feel sad. Like things are different than you thought they were going to be. Like go feel really sad. But you also want to be aware like, I'm teaching you to make money and like shame and guilt and discouragement and all of this, this heavy stuff, like it almost never makes money. Like I would be the first person to be like, you guys need to shame yourself every day and you're just going to have to deal with it and that will make you money. Like I would be fucking teaching you that. I swear to God. <laughs> like if I thought it could make you money, I would be teaching you guys that. But what happens is it does the opposite it ends up costing you more money because you're like, I don't like wasting money. I'm wasting money. If I'm not making money, I'm wasting money. But then you're going to be scared to take any action. You're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel shame. You're going to feel guilt, right? And all of that is going to seep into your actions. So yeah, heavy feeling in my gut when I think about wasting money. And I think these thoughts a lot. Yeah, I think we, we a lot of us do, right? Because a lot of us, especially women, are, t are taught to like hold a lot of shame about spending money, especially on ourselves right? Yeah. So I would just clean some of this up, Mary. It's like, look at like, like the, the circumstances you made no money last month. What do you want to think about that? And, and I would think about 
Like, it's fine if your brain is offering you those thoughts, but what's something else you can think? I'm always like, that could be true. You could be wasting money. It could be true. What else could be true? Like, challenge your brain. Your brain is not going to want to go there because your brain has spent so much time being a victim to this situation, right? And it's just what brains do. It's not because you're bad or anything. It's just this is what happens to all of us, right? Literally, we it's just what we do. But you want to spend some time. Your brain has spent so much time thinking about I'm wasting money and I don't like this and this... It's like, what's a more new, you don't have to go to a positive place. I'm not telling you you have to feel good about it. But if you want to work on your business, I would try to go to a more neutral place, right? This all feels very heavy and loaded. And that's what's creating this feeling of you're like, I can't get momentum, right? So you're telling yourself all these really disempowering thoughts about the situation and about not making money and about the business. You're telling yourself all these really disempowering thoughts. And then you're feeling really heavy and that's why you can't get momentum. But it's not because of the circumstance. Like people think it's because of this. It's because of the sick mother-in-law. It's because of the zero dollar. Like that's why I feel like I lost momentum. It's not. It's because of what you have in your T-line. And that, that is something you do have control over. And I'm not saying this to be an asshole to you. I'm saying it because it's like the only control you might, a lot of us have sometimes, right? It's like, like I'm saying, life is unfair and hard. Um, and tough. Like, that's what I think about it, to be honest with you guys, right? And it's like the, like, once I understood, like, I can, I can decide what things mean, and I can decide how I want to see things, and I can decide how I want to think about a situation. Like, I felt like for the first time in my life, at least I have some kind of control over something, right? And so I'm not saying this to be a jerk. I'm just saying it because I know when you're in these kind of situations and it's tough, I know how hard it can be and how true it all feels, right? It all feels so real where it's like, um, you know, I haven't made any money and like this is happening and this is happening and I lost, like even the thought, like I lost a month, like I just would never think that about my business. Even if I didn't work, which has happened, Right. Some of you guys, there was some stuff, serious things that went down in my family last summer where I barely worked at all. Right. And I didn't have any thoughts about like I lost a month and we could be here and I was going to get this done. I didn't think any of that. I thought I'm a business owner. I'm choosing to focus on my family. Right. And and I had I had to make myself look at that situation in a way that would at least be neutral to the business and not like damage the business right because I could have really went down that road very easily it's it's so available to us all the time it's like that's the easiest road to really go down is just like kind of like like feeling defeated right yeah let me know if that helps and if you have any other questions Mary let me know and and come to coaching I promise I won't yell at you (laughs) Limiting work hours. I know you made an intentional choice to do this at one point. Can you talk about why and how you did? Yeah. Um, you're not being a jerk. This is why I came to you. Thank you. I'll work on my thoughts and I have a meeting with my brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad you get what I'm saying. Um, okay. Let's talk about limiting work hours. So I think it was like, God, it might have been even like two years ago now. I made the decision to go down to 20 hours a week. And the reason I made that decision was because I felt like I was working very inefficiently. I felt like I was, I, at that time, especially, I mean, this was like during the pandemic. So like I had nothing going on like at all. Right. So like everything was closed where I lived. It was just like, I was just working all the time. And I made the decision to cut the hours because I felt like it would make me, first of all, have to like confront my life and like things that I had been avoiding and buffer. I was buffering a lot with work, right? We talk about, about like eating chips and salsa or over drinking or over shopping. People also do this with work, right? We'll work to avoid negative emotion. And so I kind of got onto myself and I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to limit my working hours. I'm not going to think about work all the time. I'm not just going to work all the time. I felt like because I had so many hours to do things, I spent a lot of time being slow, indulging in confusion, uh, changing my mind. I used to be the queen of fucking changing her mind all the time. Like more than one time, this is the truth too. I'm embarrassed to admit this to you guys, but this is the truth. More than one time, Brie, my old assistant, a lot of you guys remember Brie, Brie and I would make an entire launch. 
the branding, the copy, the stuff, all of it. We would make all of it. And then I would be like, oh my God, I have this new idea though. <laughs> Let's do this other thing. <laughs> and more than one time that I do that, which when you're working 60 hours a week, you can kind of indulge in that. But when it's like, I only have 20 hours a week and I have often like meetings 10, 15 hours a week. It's like, there's not that much other time for me to get other things done. I had to learn how to become someone who could be decisive and work very efficiently. And I actually think like, cutting your hours back is more useful to you guys than giving yourself more hours, which is the opposite of what we think, because we just think, we just think more time will equal more results. If I had more time in my business, I'd be getting more results. And I'm just saying like, what if that's not true? Like usually when people give themselves more time, they just keep creating the same level of results because you create at the level of which you create results at. And it doesn't matter how much time you give yourself a week most for most people, right? Most people, when they quit their jobs, think like, I'm going to have all this time. I'm going to have so much time to work on my business. And then they keep creating close, very, very close to the same results they already had. Right. And so I like to challenge those beliefs. I love thinking about time. I think it's super interesting. Right. I think about time and productivity a lot. And I, I feel like going to 20 hours a week, it made me, it made me reprioritize the business. It made me reprioritize the things I say yes to. It forced me to start saying no to things and having more boundaries. It made me have to focus on which projects do I actually want to do? Because all of a sudden it was like, I didn't have time to just indulge in doing whatever the fuck I wanted. Right. And I actually think cutting those hours makes me more money, not less. So this is like the opposite of what a lot of people think, but we're taught this because we're taught to be employees and we're taught to sell our time, right? So it's like, if you're selling your time to someone else, you work, if you want more money, you just work more hours because you're getting paid. They're buying, literally buying your time from you, right? But as an entrepreneur, I really think the more you can get away from that idea of like, if I had more time, I'd be getting more results. It's like, what if results are just created like at the level you think at and at the level you're able to impact people? Like that's more interesting for me to think about than just like, how do I free up more time? Which is what most people spend their time thinking about. And I don't actually think it's useful. So let me know if that helps, Sarah. Every summer I run my vegetable business and get so busy that I have to step away. But this year I just did one thing and it made me feel like I wasn't completely abandoning my online business. That's amazing, Mindy. I'm really glad. Like you made that decision. I'm going to show up this much and feel good about it. I need to do this. I want my evenings with my husband back at 5 p.m. I'm clocking the fuck out. Yeah, I love that. Talking to Malia Rose about how to do this energetically today. Yeah, I love that. I think that will really help you. But if you guys struggle with boundaries, if you struggle with time, if you struggle with indecision, like sometimes like giving yourself less things to do things, like it just forced me to be decisive. And it made me become someone who just makes a decision and sees it all the way through. Whereas before it was like, oh, I'll do this launch. Well, I don't know, maybe we'll do this other thing. And I don't know, I guess we're gonna do a sale next week. And like, maybe we'll do this other thing too. And like, I don't know. And, and now it's like, this is the motherfucking plan. And I just see it all the way through, right? And it just, it, it, it makes the business so much simpler to run. And people think, I think sometimes people think the freedom of like doing whatever the fuck you want is fun. It's actually very exhausting. Like you could, because you're constantly making decisions, you have to decide like, what are we selling next week? And how are we going to price it? And what am I going to do to market it? And I don't spend any time during the quarter making any of those decisions. I'm going to make them all probably today <laughs> at the planning retreat that we're doing in the inner circle, I make all the decisions now and then all, it's all done. All I do is execute on it. And that actually, it feels like freedom because I'm not using all of my energy deciding dumb shit all the time. I can then use my brain and my energy to do things I want to do or to think about new ideas and new ways to serve the community and i free up brain power to focus on the things that actually make us money which is my reputation getting people results making this offer really good figuring out how to solve your guys's problems like i spend all of my time thinking about that and none of my time thinking about well when is the launch and when are we going to do it and what were we going to do for it and what were we going to call it and what is the branding going to be and what is the date and when should we open cart i spend fucking no time thinking about any of that i sit down 
down at the beginning of the quarter, I make those decisions and they are done. Right. And then I spend all of my time thinking about how to get people results and become an impactful leader. And I think that will make me a lot more money. I think it will make most of you guys a lot more money. Doing whatever the fuck you want all the time is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, Mary Beth is a Mary Beth runs her business very similar to the way I used to run my business, which is like like we're all it's all like and it is fun in a sense like and sometimes i reminisce for those days and i'm like oh it was so fun like i could just do whatever i wanted but i could still do whatever i want like let's be honest right it's like if anything i have more freedom not less it's just that i recognize to be able to go to the level i want to go to it requires a lot of constraint so it requires me to do less things not more Right. Because if I'm saying yes to everything and I'm doing all the things and I'm changing the plan all the time and I'm making all this stuff, it's like I don't have energy to execute at the level that I need to execute at to actually scale this business. I'll never become I don't think that I have the capacity personally to become the leader that I have to become to be able to walk out this vision we're trying to walk out. Um, if I'm constantly using all of my brain energy to decide really basic things like, you know, when is the cart going to open and how long is it going to be? And what is the bonus going to be? And what are we going to name the launch? And when are we doing it? And what are we selling? And is there an upsell? It's like, you can, if you don't make a plan or if you change your plan all the time, you can end up spending all of your time just thinking about that stuff and never actually asking yourself really valuable questions that could get your community better results and that could build your reputation. Let me know if that helps Sarah. But that was my thought process about it. In the past, I've made a quarterly plan and done all those things, plus everything else that came along. This quarter, my plan is becoming is coming with boundaries. Yeah, when you cut your hours, it makes you have to say no to things, right? When I was working 60 hours a week, I'm like, yes, I'll do your podcast. Yes, I'll do your summit. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. Anybody that asked me to do anything, like you can ask the team. Like I used to say yes to literally everything. Like I'd just be like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, and now it's kind of the opposite because I don't have time. If I'm only working 20 hours a week and I have two full-time programs that I run, plus the marketing of them and the selling of them and growing my own audience, it's like, that's 20 hours a week. <laughs> so it's like, if I'm gonna do an interview or I'm gonna do something, it has to be the right fit. It has to be something that's really gonna benefit us. And if not, like the answer is no. So. I think that's helping. And I think constraint, like I always think about constraint is what's going to make us money. Like constraint is what is going to allow us to scale fast, right? Being very focused in what I'm doing, really being focused in how I'm spending my time, what I'm choosing to focus on, how I'm choosing to think about myself and the business, like having a lot of constraint in my thinking and what I think about having a lot of constraint in the things that I actually do with my time, right? Things that I don't do. There's tons of things in my life that I just fucking don't do. Like I don't grocery shop, like either Matt grocery shops or we get it delivered. I don't spend my time doing that. There's a lot of things like that that are like, I don't do like flat out. Like I just don't do them. And I think constraint is what will accelerate our results. Like that's kind of a big part of my strategy is like just being very focused. I only really sell one offer. Like, yeah, we have the inner circle that makes up a very tiny part of my income. At this point, it makes very little financial sense for me to keep doing that offer. I just do it because I really love it because it's fun. It's fun for me to have a group where I talk to the same people every week, right? It's just, I just like it. Um, but I really only sell one offer. Like that's constraint. Like I could fucking have an idea and make something and sell it every other week. Like I have the skills to do that. I have a lot of things that I want to teach. I have a lot of things I want to say. I feel like I have a lot of information that people could benefit from. I know how to market it. I know how to sell it. I could package up and sell a new fucking thing every week if I wanted. Right. But I have to have constraint and like, this is the offer. Like the mastermind is the offer. And so when I want to do those new things, it goes in here and we sell this and that's it. And that saves me so much brain power because then I don't have to think about how, how are we going to launch it and how are we going to market it and how are we going to, it's like, I just teach it to you guys. Right. And it saves me all that time. Breakthrough. What is, <laughs> what is changing the plan preventing me from thinking about? Yeah. That's a really good question to ask Sarah. Like a lot of times we buffer 
from feeling negative emotion by changing our plan, right? So it's like, like we always talk about making decisions in low belief, but it'll be like you sell something and not, and nobody buys it. And then your belief goes down and you feel like shit. And then you're like making a business decision to avoid feeling the disappointment and feelings afraid that it might not work. Right. You're like, I'll just go sell this other thing. And then it's like you buffer by changing your business model all the time. And like, what I really try to get people to do is just stick with one like, I'm like, just learn how to sell one thing. And then you'll know how to do sales. You can sell anything once you know how to do sales, right? Um, if you have one product and keep selling it over and over, what does that look like for revenue? How can you earn a full-time income that way if it's not a huge price point? If you are selling, this is a different business model, right? So I would say I don't even consider the mastermind a high-end offer for my niche. Like most people are charging way more than $1,000 a year for business coaching. Like, let's be honest, right? Um, so I consider this for my niche, like a midpoint offer, but it's a different business model, right? So there's not one way to do everything. And this is why I want you guys to understand like what is your business model and why are you making the decisions? And I really want you to understand the reasons for which you're doing things, right? And so if you have a low ticket offer, right? You're in a volume-based business. You're gonna have to go get many more people than I am, right? You're in a volume-based business. Um, and that might look different, right? You might wanna sell different things if you're doing a low price offer. I don't know, but I would test it and see. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a, I had a low price business, I would say, on my mental health blog. Like, probably everything I sold was under 50 bucks, 50 bucks and under. I had a $10 a month membership. I had I had a $10 a month membership. It had, like, a few hundred people in it at one point, right? And then I had, I would do sales every other week. So every other week, we would run sales on, like, workshops that I had and stuff, right? So I would sell the membership every month, but I would also sell other workshops. But you just need to figure out, like, what is the size of your audience? What are the price points of your offer? How many sales do you need? And, like, can you make the math add up? Does that make sense? But you need to figure out, like, don't ever, like, model your business after my business. Don't model your business after other people's businesses. Like, you evaluate as the boss, like, what are we going to sell? What am I going to sell? How many do I need to sell to make that goal? How am I going to do that? And you just make a plan and you just try it and test it, right? But you have to evaluate all of that. Like, don't just take my business model or someone else's business model. Like, I'm just telling you, the fastest way for you guys to figure this stuff out is to start evaluating and critically looking at your business. And I know no one has ever taught you how to do that. That's why I try to really teach you guys. Like, you know, you have to have a lead gen strategy and a nurture strategy and a sales strategy. But that can look different for, like, everyone, right? The reason that I tell people to sell the same thing over and over a lot is because I know people need practice launching and doing sales. And if they're, if, especially if you're doing a big launch, like what we do where it's like an event and a thing and a webinar and like whatever you're doing, like you'll never really get good at doing it if you don't do it a bunch of times, right? So every time I run the launch for selling the mastermind, like this time I rewrote all the emails. Last time we redid the whole sales page. Um, the time before that, we got all these podcasts and interviews together that we can send out and pull from. Like there's different assets that we've built out. Whereas if I were running around selling a different offer every quarter, I wouldn't have any of those assets. I would have kind of very basic launching things. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like the master of none thing, right? It's like, I could do four different launches a year for four different offers and we might even make more money doing that. I don't know, but like, I'm going to have to make all those assets. Right. And so the, I saw the same thing over and over again, because I think I'm going to be able to get our conversion rate to where we're really good. And the conversion rate is really high. And then I'm going to pump a bunch of money into ads into it. But I can't do that. If like, if I'm just kind of like half-ass selling or like, you know what I mean? Like selling something, Every time I sell the mastermind, we make it better. We make the mastermind better, we make the offer better, we make the selling better, we make the marketing better. 
And so the marketing on it compared to even a year ago, I think is much better. Like I think it has gotten way, way better every time we do it, but I would have never gotten better at it because I wouldn't have had time to build those assets because I would have been building assets for all these other offers. So that's personally like my strategy and why I'm doing it that way. But that doesn't mean that you guys should do that. It does not mean that like I'm also scaling to a million. Like that's also like a different mindset. If I just wanted to make a hundred thousand a year, and like not have a team and just do everything myself like that's totally fine like and a lot of people want that business model right so you've got to remember like my goal is like million dollar business full-time employees full team on deck like a whole thing right and that's a different mindset so just you know just so you guys understand why i'm doing the things i'm doing but I think you could do the same thing potentially with low cost offers. I'd also look at doing some bundles. I think you should practice selling that graffiti course we were talking about. And I think you should do it a bunch of times till you get good at it. Aw, <laughs> Radical Transformation Academy. It was an extremely good deal. Thank you, Nicole. That's like a throwback of the times I feel. Um, Alexis says, I'm struggling with imposter syndrome because I don't feel like a real business owner. I don't have an amazing website or brand photos, neither do I. <laughs> so welcome to the party <laughs> or solid branding material. How do I get over this feeling? Um, think a different thought. So you're feeling like, so this is what I was talking about is like, we think if we can change the circumstance line that then it will change how we feel. But this is what's gonna happen, Alexis. I promise you, I feel pretty confident this is what's going to happen because I've coached so many people on it and I've gone through it and this is just what we do. We're like, I don't feel like a real business owner, right? And you're thinking that thought and so then you feel like, crap, I'm not a real business owner. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not qualified. No one's going to buy, right? We're thinking all that stuff. And then you're like, if I could get these brand photos and get the website looking really good though, that would really make me feel, it would make me feel like a real business owner. But all that's going to happen is you're going to get the pictures and get the website and you'll feel better maybe for, I don't know, a week. <laughs> and then you're going to start thinking the same types of thoughts about something else. So right now you're doing it with your website. You're taking your website and your branding and you're using that as evidence to support your shitty thought about yourself and your business. But if you fix the website and the photos, your brain, I promise, will go find other evidence. It will find something else. It'll be like, well, you don't have this many people on social media or you've only you've spent so much money and we've only made this and like it will just find I mean, I'm sure like if we all sit here, we could all find lots of evidence to support the thought, like, I'm not a real business owner. Like, we could all find a lot of, even me, we could all find a lot of thoughts and reasons to support that thought, right? But your brain, all that's happening is your brain wants to prove you right. You have a thought that's like, I'm not a real business owner, and your brain's like, let me prove you right. Here's some evidence, here's some evidence. Look at how bad your branding photos are. Look at how bad your website is. <laughs> but even if you fix the website and the branding, it's still gonna be on the lookout for things to support that crappy thought, right? So the thought, I don't know what the thought is from this comment. Um, I think there's probably something else besides I don't feel like a real business owner, but I don't know what that is from reading this comment. If we were coaching, I would be really curious about that, right? But the way you get over the feeling is like really starting to question those thoughts. Like, like how do you know if someone's a real business owner? And like, even if you're not a real business owner, so what? Like, what is that? Like, if I were coaching you, that's exactly what I would want to know is like, what are you making that mean that you're not a real business owner? Like, who cares? Like, so what? Like, you know, I'm guessing there's some kind of other belief about like, I'm not a real business owner and I'm never going to be able to do it or something like that. Like, I think you're probably making that you're like, you're making that mean something painful, but I'm just saying like, who cares? Like if you're not a real business owner or you are a real business owner, like, why does that matter to you? And I would be really curious about that and start questioning that and then try to find some other thoughts. And it's like, even though I'm not a real business owner, I'm just going to practice until I get better. I still want to, I still want to see what happens if I try. I wish this webcam would focus. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe I need more light. Let me know if that makes sense to you guys. Alexis, are you on here? Let me know if you need more about that. But that's what I would say is like, you got to remember the reason that we have a feeling 
like changing the external very 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 rarely actually changes our internal like feelings for a long time like it does for a little bit and our brains love that like instant gratification it's like oh i feel better <laughs> like oh <laughs> but you if you want like sustainably to feel better about building your business you need to think better thoughts about yourself and your business like you're thinking really painful shitty thoughts about yourself and your business that are making you feel like an imposter and making you feel like your business isn't good or isn't going to work and your brain will keep doing that even if you had the website, even if you had the brand photos. My website was horrific. Like, it's still not good. But, like, even last, I hadn't updated my website in years. And we had, like, over $200,000 a year. And my website was, like, on a WordPress site. It was completely outdated. It was, like, I don't even know. Like, old. It had old stuff on it. It had, like, none of my new stuff on it. It just sucked. It really sucked. I think now it sucks less, but I'd still not, like... I don't think the website is the reason like we're making money. I think I could delete that website and make the exact same amount of money, right? And I've had like literally one photo shoot my entire career. We use the same pictures for every fucking live event we do because I'm like, I have three pictures of me. <laughs> there you go. Take your pics, team. <laughs> okay. Thinking about completely changing my business model. Seems like my people are entirely unwilling to invest more than a few bucks. Am I wrong to think selling a low-cost membership might be easier? It might be easier, Megan, but this is what I'll say. How do I say How do I want to say this? Let me think. Um, this is what I will say. I don't think... I think sometimes like looking and evaluating like is what I'm doing working and should I change it? Like that's a good question to ask. But if you were going to change to a low cost offer, which you might want to do, I don't know, it could strategically be a good move for you. You have to evaluate your business and the size of your audience and look at that. And like you could just try to sell some low cost offers and see what happens and test it, right? Without changing your business model. Um, but what I will say is when you guys make a decision because you think it's going to be easier, you almost always fucking just set yourself up for disappointment and struggle and failure. And I think it's better that you guys make business decisions and just assume it's going to be like 20 times more work and 20 times more hard and 20 times more failure than you think. <laughs> because if you think it's going to be easier, it's like, it's like, it's kind of like you're going into it like really not committed like it's just kind of like you're making the decision because you think it's going to be easier to sell a low price i would want you to make the decision and be like you know what it's going to be 20 times harder for me to make the money at the lower price it's going to require 20 times more work than i think i'm going to have to fail and launch and fail 20 times more than i think i'm going to have to and i want that business model and i'm willing to do it do you guys see how much more committed you are going in with that mindset versus, you know what, what I'm doing is really hard. I think this might be easier because as soon as that doesn't work, you're just going to be all out and you're going to be like totally like knocked out in a low value cycle. You're just going to be in so much drama and crap. And so when you guys make business decisions, I would like evaluate them, right? And be like, how much money are we making now? How many people do we have in the audience? How many sales would I have to make at a low cost offer? Like, do I even have the volume to make my goals um, with a low cost offer? I would evaluate all of that. But I don't think, how do I say this? I don't think you guys making decisions because you think something is going to be easier sets you up for success because I think we're very bad, frankly, at, at like really estimating how long things take us and how hard things are going to be like we already kind of undershoot it. Right. And so you're going to be a lot more committed if you're just like, yeah, this change is going to be really hard. Frankly, like changing your business model, like any business model is going to take a, a certain bit of like failing, of fucking up, of it not working, of st real struggle. And then it's like, okay, knowing that, am I all in for that? And if you make the decision and you're like, I'm here for all of it. I'm here for the fucking $0 launch. I'm here for the failing. I'm here for my people being upset, potentially. I'm here for being comments. Like, I'm here to do it. Like, I know what I signed up for. Versus being like, I really think selling a low cost offer would be easier. I'm going to go do that. Like, who do you think is going to win? 
that second person is going to have a couple failures spin out in their brain and just be in so much drama they're not going to make very much progress that's what i see happening you guys let me know if you disagree i sent that when i was freaking out <laughs> yeah it's okay but that's like a good question right it's like looking for a way to quit without quitting. That's not the vibe I want to be in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not that I don't want you guys, like sometimes doing things because you think it's going to be easier is a good reason to do things. Like don't work harder than you have to. But when you make a decision and you're like really kind of like, I think it will be easier to do it this way. I mean, you're really not committed enough to make anything work, right? And so... The other thing too, I would say, Megan, is I would just make a policy for yourself. And I feel like you're very self-aware. I feel like you would have no problem doing this. I just don't make business decisions when I'm upset, when I'm in drama, when my, my brain is very dramatic, like all the time about everything, right? And I just don't make business decisions when I'm in that state of mind. When I make business decisions, I'm like sitting in the office. It's like a time that was on my calendar. It's like CEO time from a very non-emotional place, I look at our numbers and I look at what is happening in the business and I make some objective decisions about the business, right? And then the other thing is like I said last night, um, and my my mentor, Stacy, I was just started listening to it, but she made a whole podcast about this called about, and I thought it was funny because we were just talking about it last night. It's called Protecting the Profit and her podcast is How to Make Money as a Life Coach, but it'll apply to you even if you're not a life coach. Um, but we were talking about if you're going to change your business model, you have to protect the profit. And so if I were really going to change our business model and like get rid of the mastermind, and let's say I was just going to do high end clients, um, I would probably have six to nine months of revenue expenses saved up before we made that decision. Or I would build my one-on-one -on -one up enough where it was making as much if not more than what we're making now in the mastermind and then once I had that revenue coming in then I would close it but you gotta be aware like when you're making business decisions you can't just stop doing the things that are bringing in money like I could transition and do something not the mastermind if I want but I can't just stop doing it and like just throw all caution to the wind like I have a business to run right I have to make sure like I am okay and Rebecca is okay and everybody on my team is paid out and like that's all stuff I take very very seriously I'm still absolutely looking into starting a membership but now I'm doing it because it sounds fun not because I'm frustrated exactly that's what I'm saying like if you're like yeah like I want to do a membership I want to have like I've been seeing people do like seven dollar memberships and they're and they're like providing really really great value in there and it's just like you know someone is was giving like i think she has like templates and a course and they have coaching and they have all this stuff and it's like seven bucks a month and it's like it's very easy to say yes to an offer like that so i think selling something like that could be really fun um and doing a low cost thing i'll tell you guys what i like to do i don't know if i, I don't know if this is business advice but this is something i personally do is i kind of look at the trends of like what everyone else is doing and I go the other way. So when I started the mastermind, no one had memberships. Like not no one, but like coaches were not doing memberships. Like it was really like one-on-one -on -one coaching was what everyone was doing, at least who I knew, right? And I was like, I don't wanna sell $10,000 coaching. Like I just didn't want to, right? And so I think sometimes, it, and I think it's helped our positioning because the offer, especially at that time was so much different than what everyone is doing. And I think it's still, a lot different than what everyone is doing um and so you know i think sometimes you can look at what everyone is doing and be like maybe i'll do something else right a lot of times people will see stuff will get popular like i think the membership thing is coming back in style again where everybody's going to start talking about reoccurring income and low-cost memberships and like i've been seeing that kind of stuff being marketed around but just remember like all of the business models work so when you guys hear anybody telling you like one specific business model is better than an other business models, that's always a red flag to me. I personally like don't hire coaches that do that, right? If they teach a business model that I wanna learn, that's different. But if they're saying like, this is what you need to do and like launching, people will be like, launching is dead. I feel like every couple years this like comes around. It's like launching is dead. It just doesn't work anymore. You gotta be doing this, right? And then, and then it'll go back around and it'll be like high ticket clients. We all have to be signing high ticket clients. This is what we've gotta do. None of this other stuff is working. It's all dying. This is the thing. Like, I just don't, 
I just, I really would advise you guys to like really look critically at people's marketing and like what they're saying and be weary of people that are using like fear, right? About like, if you don't do it this way, like you will fail. Like, because I'll just tell you guys like what I see um, being around, like I pay money to go to these masterminds and be around a lot of different people because I want like my ear to the ground and I want to know what's what and what's happening and what's working because I do think this space changes all the time. Right. And so I, I think that's a big part of my job is like knowing what's what and telling you guys like what I see happening. But what I see happening is like, I know people that are signing one-on-one clients making half a million dollars this year. I know people with low cost memberships making a million dollars this year. I know people selling $2,000 lifetime programs making millions of dollars this year. Like people, all of it is working, right? And so then it's like, if all of it works, what business model do you want to do? And who's the best person to teach me that? That's a good way to approach it versus like, oh my God, like is Instagram dead? Oh my God, maybe she's right. I need to go like launching isn't going to work anymore. I got to go do this other thing. Like don't make business decisions like out of fear, like make them strategically, like take a step back when you guys, and you know, when you're getting sucked into marketing like that, just take a step back and look at like, okay, this person is a marketer. What are they saying to me? How is that making me feel? And is that a place I want to make a decision from? And just think critically about all of it, like really. And when you start looking at people's marketing like that, I think it helps you figure out pretty quickly, like what's what and who's who, you know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like a trend follower. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, you guys will see that stuff come around. And like, like I'm saying, like if someone is like, oh my gosh, like low cost memberships are so great and it's reoccurring income and it's so much easier and it's so much better. Like just be weary of that. And I've been seeing that. I'm sure if I'm seeing it, probably some of you guys are seeing it too. I think that that's probably like an upcoming trend that's going to come up in the next few months. It happened like a couple years ago too, where everybody was like memberships. <laughs> um, but there's a lot to running memberships, right? But Megan, I think maybe you have the experience and time to be able to do that and you can identify what your capacity is. Just make sure your membership is sustainable. And yeah, you can always test it. And who knows, like it might end up being your signature offer. I've had coaches who really seem to know what they're talking about, but when they talk to me, they make me feel bad instead of hopeful. And I stay far away from them after that. Yeah, I think you just, you know, just, you guys know, I feel like you guys are smart. You guys get what I'm saying. Just don't get sucked into people's, just don't buy something because you feel like if I don't buy this, I'm going to fail. Like if you feel yourself going there, if you feel yourself feeling scared in your body when you're watching somebody, somebody's launch or something, like that is not a good place to be. Like, do not, do not go down that road. Like take yourself out of that. And then from an objective place, like not an emotional place from an objective place, like does this person have skills I want to learn? And is it going to be worth, is this amount of money they're charging? Do I think it will be worth the investment, right? Versus like, oh my God, if I don't buy this course, it's not going to open for a year and I don't know what I'm going to do. And what if it, what if I can't do it on my own or, you know what I mean? So yeah, I forgot how we got on all of that. But yeah, I think you could do a low cost membership if you want. I, I know people that have low cost memberships that make a lot of money. I know people that have high end clients that make a lot of money. Like all of it works, right? What matters more is the level at which you execute. What matters more is like, do you have a solution to a problem people wanna pay to solve? And are you very good at doing it? And are you very good at showing people that you're good at doing it in your marketing? Like, I think people think that if they get the right business model, it's almost like, like it's gonna be easier in the sense that like, they won't have to work on their marketing and selling that hard, that it'll be easier to sell. And it's not, just assume like all of it's gonna be hard. Like I'm saying, like it's gonna be 20 times harder than you think. You're gonna have to be 20 times better than you think you're gonna have to be. You're gonna have to have marketing be 20 times better and just be up for the challenge, right? Think thoughts that like get you up to that type of challenge. Because when you're thinking, you're in that kind of mindset where you're like, yeah, I'm up for the challenge. I'm up to like, like really struggle over this until I get it to work. Like that's going to take you a lot further than like, I think this business model will be easier to sell. That makes sense. I will say that I started a membership before it became trendy and in the thick of the membership trend, I was like, what the hell? This is so hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> the advice of one-on-one -on -one lots is what has helped me the most. It really is about what works best for the individual. You guys just want to look at like, this is what I look at when I'm evaluating your guys' business and trying to give people strategy advice. Okay. I look at like, like what are the price points this person has and how much volume do they have? And does that math add up? So if you're going to sell a $7 membership, like I'm the first thing I'm going to ask you is like, okay, how big is your email list and how many leads do you get every month? And if somebody's like, oh, I have an email list of a hundred people and they're trying to sell a $7 offer, like that math don't add up, <laughs> right? It's like, I'm not a fucking algebraician. Like I'm not good at math. You guys know that, <laughs> but it's like, you got to make sure the numbers add up, right? But if I'm like, okay, they have a, a list of a hundred people and somebody like Tyra, who's like very skilled and has been coaching a long time. Like she could sell a thousand dollar coaching package. She only needs to sell one of them and she'll make more money than making selling a $5 thing. You just got to make sure that your price point and the volume that you have like equals out or you understand that it is your job to go get that volume and you don't make it mean anything about you. Like I suck. I can't make money. Blah. Like, People pick volume-based businesses. They're like, I'm going to sell a $10 thing. I'm not going to sell high ticket. I'm going to be in this niche where I can't sell high ticket and I'm going to sell low ticket. And then they choose a volume-based business. And then when their business takes a long time to grow, because it often takes a long time to get that amount of volume, that's just how it be most for most people, right? They make it mean all this really painful stuff about them that they're a failure and they invested in all these courses and it's not even working and they've only made X amount of money and like blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's like, if you're going to choose a volume based business, you got to be up for that business model, which is like, get your ass out there and go get them leads. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just joking around, but you guys get what I'm saying. Like if you're, if you're going to have a volume based business, you need to put your brain to work to go get those numbers. Otherwise it is not going to work. If you're going to sell a $10 thing and you don't put in the effort to go learn how to get in front of that amount of people you need to make that money, right? It's not going to work. So it's like, you just got to understand like what business model you're choosing and commit to seeing it all the way through. And just assume that all business models are, are equally as hard. <laughs> One reason I'm leaning towards a membership is because I have a huge audience. Yeah. 110,000 on TikTok. I can price it at 19. Yeah. And you can always like test it, Megan, and like see if it works. And if it, you don't like it, you can always close it. Right? I would protect the profit though. Like what has made most of your money this year? I would evaluate how much money you've made this year and what has made that money. And I would not stop doing those actions that have made you the money you already made. So that's my like, that's the part about protecting the profit, right? There's an email marketing lady who has a $9 membership, Liz, right? Liz Wilcox. And she said that, it is an offer that she loves and has fully supported her life, but she is on a lot of other people's podcasts and YouTube channels and she sends out content weekly and she affiliates a lot. Yeah, it can work, but she is working it too. Yeah, I totally think low cost offers can work and be great. I used to make a full-time income for a long time selling low price offers. I also know when people come in here, like there, there are people in this community that like need to make bill paying money ASAP. And that's something I take real serious, right? When I see people in this community that are like, I need like to learn how to make bill paying money as fast as possible. Like I understand what that feels like. And it's not something that I take lightly. Right. And so I've spent a lot of time putting my brain to work about how would I get money? Could, how could I get like a new person money the fastest? And that is through doing usually some kind of high ticket offer consulting. I'm always the first person to tell you guys, get a side hustle, like get money. The easiest way to make money is like when you already have money coming in, like, you know, and so just so you guys understand like why I say the things I say, it's not because I think like high ticket is the way or everybody should be doing one-on-one. -on -one. It's just like when I have people in this community that are like, I have a small audience and I need to make money ASAP, like, and they need that to happen, right? It's like, I have to offer them what I think will be the fastest way. And I just think like, 
it will be easier for you to make the money in less time when you don't need as much volume when you're starting out. Because I think for most of us, if you've, especially if you've never had an online business, like going and getting that amount of volume is hard, right? It's like, yeah, I had a business where I sold low price offers. I also wrote hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blog posts, hundreds. Like, I don't even know how many were on that site. Literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of SEO blog posts, right? And it's like, if somebody is coming to me and telling me they need to make money right now, and that's something I take very seriously. Like I said, it's like, I'm not going to advise them to go write hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blog posts. Like it's just going to take too long for them. So you just got to understand like different. I just want you guys to really understand like what your business model is, make your 90 day plan. How are you going to get leads? How are you going to nurture people? What are you selling? And what is going to be your system for selling it? You figure out those pieces and they all are going to look a little different for each of you. But the best solutions come from your brain, not from my brain, not from other people's brains, not from other people telling you what to do. Your brain, the best ideas that will make you the most money have to come from your brain. So you've got to become someone that can like mine your own brain for ideas. This is part of what I was thinking about when we were making the business workshops. I'm glad you guys like the one Carly did. We're going to do them this quarter and test it out. But I just was thinking like, I want to like create a space where like they go into their brain, like not listening to me in my brain, like not like they spend time going into their brain. Cause I was like, that's where the, the breakthroughs really are. And that's where like the money really is. Right. And so it's like, how can we create a climate or a situation where people start looking at their own thoughts and their own brain and like mining their own ideas out of there? And that will always create the best business model for you guys. Hey, guys, if you're listening to this episode right now and you're feeling stuck in your business, like you just can't get it to go where you want to go, or if you're listening to this and you're realizing you need a serious overhaul and how you're thinking and your mindset and you're ready to do that work and create some incredible results, I can help you do that. And I help people do that all the time inside the Becoming Boss Mastermind. This is a mastermind for all levels. You're not too new. You're not too experienced. No matter where you are and what you're doing, the things that I teach in the mastermind will help you create results in your business and in all areas of your life. It's very powerful and very effective for creating change and creating results. We have a ton of evidence of that. So if you would like to be part of this incredible transformational community and experience, I would love to have you. The best thing to do is click on the link in the show notes and get on the wait list. When you guys join the waitlist, I'm going to send you a free workshop. This is the replay from the 100 Air Retreat I did, and it teaches you how to make a $97 product and sell five of them. And the reason I'm doing this is because I don't want to hear when we open it that you don't have the money. I can help you get the money. Let's do this. Go ahead and click the link, get on the waitlist, and I will see you guys in the next episode.